0: and he asked me to do this for him, and uh, to be honest, you know, I'm, I'm nervous, but uh, when Pastor Manny asks you to do something, it's hard to say no. He's just hes just a good guy, a good guy. Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to pray again, okay? Uh, dear Father in Heaven, I, I thank you, Father, for this time, for this opportunity, Father, for this privilege to be in your presence, Father, to bring your word, Father. Uh, to uh, just help expound your word and help explain it, Father. I ask that you give me wisdom, Father, because of uh, my hard head. Um, I lack that wisdom, Father. I lack the intelligence, but I I confide and I trust in you, Father. I ask that you uh put life into these words, Father. Open our hearts and our ears. Make us attentive, Father, to your will. Bless those that are here. And I ask that you really, Father, put your hands upon Gabe's family, Father. I know... uh Pastor Manny told me there was nothing serious, but I'm sure they're all uh, shaken and, and scared. I that you put your, your hands of love and compassion upon them, Father. In Jesus' name, I ask you all these things. Amen. So everybody's good? Blessed? We're going to look at uh, Deuteronomy 8 today. Uh, pastor had asked me to do eight and nine but that, that was kind of kind of a daunting task for me to do two chapters in one night so uh, wherever the lord takes me that's where I'm going everybody got it Chapter 8 of Deuteronomy. I'm going to read through it once, and I'll come back to the beginning, and we'll start our study. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe, that you may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these forty years. You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so, Lord, God chastens you. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees, and pomegranates, and the land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God, you who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water who brought water for you out of a flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end. Then you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day, then it shall be. If you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow the other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. As the nations which the Lord destroys before you, so you shall perish, because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. Amen. God's word. Just so we get a refresher of what that... uh, Oath and promise was of the Lord. Let's turn real quick to exodus three eight. And it says as follows: So I have come down to deliver to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Amen. We've come to a place in Deuteronomy where um, Moses is reminding the people that they've gone through all this, they're just this side of the River Jordan, getting ready to go into the Promised Land, and he gathers all the people. Um, I don't know whether he gathered the whole multitude or whether he gathered the leaders of thousands and hundreds and tens, but he had a good group of people there that he was talking to. I could almost imagine like a like a college orientation. Something where you're going into a land you've never been to and someone who knows is up in the front talking to you. And he's directing his word to these people. And he's saying, he's brought you this far. He's brought you this far. So now what you need to do is obey. You need to know that you've gone through the the desert, through the wilderness, you've gone through a sea that was parted, you've drank water from a rock, you've been bitten by serpents, and the Lord has brought you through all of this. He's brought you through all of this. He's brought us through similar journeys. Now we need to understand that we're in the promised land and we need to be obedient. We need to keep the holy things holy, starting off with our own lives. And he says, every commandment. Which commandment? Every commandment which I command. And was it he, the, was he the one commanding them? He was God's representative. Deuteronomy basically is the law stated again. Okay. If you want to know about the law, you go to chapter 20 of Exodus. It's the 20, the, the 10 commandments. And Deuteronomy is that again, restated, not repeated. There's a difference. It's being said again with the same emphasis and the same authority as a reminder to the people of Israel. These people have gone through 40 years of uh, horror sometimes, but mostly because of their own fault. So he says, I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply And go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone. But man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these 40 years. I swear I read that 18 times, and each time I said, smell. So. <laughs> and I finally said, oh, swell. <laughs> you should know in your heart that if a man chastens his son, so the Lord God chastens you. He commands them to obey the commandments in order so that they'll live and multiply. I looked up the word live in in, in this uh, passage in the Hebrew. And a lot of us live, right? But it's a mundane life, a stagnant life, a life in which we're not really following the Lord. We're not enjoying his presence. We're not in communion with him. And here, the word live, it means lively, with vigor. You guys know what that means? With vigor, with strength, with umph. Okay? We need to obey his commandments so we can live with vigor and multiply. Okay? Multiply. I look up that word, too. And uh, it doesn't just mean increase. It means, it means increase thoroughly. Every aspect of your life. We're not uh, name and claim it people. We we really aren't. But you need to enjoy life completely when you're in the Lord. Everything in your life should increase. Your love. That should be your priority. Your love. Just the way you love. Intensely. Let that multiply in your life. Let people see an evidence of of what, what, who you are and who your Father is. Obey the commandments so you will live and multiply. Live in which way? Not just by sitting on like a bump on a log, but by showing, by proclaiming. Um, I don't like to name names, but there's a young man in here named David. <laughs> he... I just see him, and and he just makes me rejoice. They call him Bible boy at school. I mean, he is living the life. He's multiplying, and we should all take suit. We should all obey the commandments. Amen? And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but by, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. To test us... To know our hearts. Do you think the Lord knows our hearts? I don't think the test was for his benefit. The test was for our benefit. So we would know where we stood in the Lord. I mean, let's face it. If we read Exodus, what were these Jewish people? Think of a word. Huh? Slaves. After they were slaves, they were free what? They were free complainers. They were free to complain. I mean, they get out of the land. They come to the Red Sea. They've seen all the miraculous plagues that the Lord brought down on Egypt to get them free. And what sets in? Complaint and doubt. So where were their hearts? As I read this, it says, the the heading at the top of chapter 8 says, Remember the Lord your God. Remember. Always consult him. Always keep him in mind. He wants our loyalty, our fidelity, our lives. I mean, what is it with humankind that just throws us off base? We haven't learned those basic things. I mean, I hope I don't insult anybody when I say this, but I had a little dog, a little puppy, a little brown lab. I fed that dog once. She was loyal to me for 18 years. Okay? This is literally the truth. She was 18 years old, hip dysplasia, blind. Her hair was falling out, but she had her hearing. She heard my voice. She did her best to look like a happy puppy. She tried to wag her tail. She, You know... There's a lesson in that somewhere. We were saved from doom. These people were saved from a, saved from a life of, of slavery. Yet, what happens? They come to the Red Sea, they complain. They come to a place where water is bitter, they complain. All these things were solved. God gave them a path through the Red Sea. God gave them sweet water from bitter water. God gave them water from a, a rock. That rock is Jesus, but we'll get into that study another day. And they still complained. So the Lord says, I did all these things to humble you and to test you to know your hearts. But for them to know their hearts, where do we stand in our life as Christians? Do we know our hearts before the Lord? Are we giving him the praise and the thanks? Are we living and multiplying? It's a good question to ask ourselves. It really is. Because we're free. And we're free what? Indeed. Praise God, guys. This is interesting. He humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone But man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. What's the interesting thing about manna? It was unknown. Grace was unknown. Yet we received it. We experienced it. We enjoy it. Every moment. Manna. It was something that these people could not harvest, could not produce, could not make, could not grow. It was something new. Their fathers didn't know it, they didn't know it, but God had brought it, brought it to them. He let them hunger, but He quenched that hunger. That's, no, He satisfied the hunger, quenched it for, for thirst, right? Correct me. But it, it's amazing something special something new and he does that in all our lives this unknown thing and he does that not just to us as a group but each one personally has something special from the lord he touched i mean all you got to do is listen to someone's testimony listen to someone else's testimony the lord touches us all in different ways it's just amazing. He's saying, you know what? You guys need to learn to depend on me. This is something you can't grow, you can't make, you can't produce, you can't harvest. Here. What do people say? What is it? I don't know, but it's sweet and it's good. Let's collect it. God's love is that way. It's sweet. It's good. And we need to collect it every day. Amen. Amen. God is good, guys. So, man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Amen. If it's not sustenance, physical sustenance, it's his word. It's his word that gives us life, that makes us rise up, that makes us take notice, that makes us know him. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot (laughs) swell these 40 years. You should know in your heart that if the man chastens his son, so the Lord God chastens you. He was chastening them. He knew there were complainers. He was getting them to try and wake them up out of their slumber, try to make them recognize who was dealing with them. It was God. God Almighty was dealing with them. I mean, they had... Moses had to remind them that for 40 years they wore the same shoes and the same clothes. And they didn't wear the slightest of miracles. But man, think about it. Think about it. And the Lord chastens them as all good fathers chasten their children. Do we get disciplined? I count myself fortunate to have had a good father. He may not have been a straight A, straight laced guy. He was he was as rebellious as rebellious can be, but he was a good father, and I thank God that I had the opportunity to lead him to the Lord. But a good father chastens their kids, disciplines their kids. And why is that? That verse. Why is that verse there? Look at verse six. Therefore, why for the therefore? Therefore you shall keep the commandment of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. Why? Because of the prior verse. He disciplines us. Do you guys ever feel that discipline? Raise your hand if you felt the discipline of the Lord. Was that everybody? Everybody should have their hand up if because if you're disciplined, that means you're a son and daughter of God. Isn't that cool? You know, you're, you're, if you're a good parent, believe me, your kids will complain about you. They will just loathe you sometimes. But you know what? It's it's really weird how how their friends can look at them and say, you know what, man, your father cares. Your mom cares. Our God cares. We are definitely not... Orphans, we've been adopted by the father of fathers, man, and he knows how to love. Therefore you shall keep the the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bring you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread, without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. A land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Man, this is some heavy stuff. I mean, he's taking them from a desert, from slavery, into this beautiful land. I mean, he just described what I imagine the heartland of America being, you know, wheat fields and... Rivers and valleys and mountains. And and it's just very cool. He's saying, you guys are going to a place where the resources are bountiful. They're endless. And they should be sitting back and saying, why? What did we do to deserve this? Remember that word grace? The Old Testament is a dispensation of the law. But God's grace is apparent in every text you read. If he's given given him all these things, given the people all these things, when they don't deserve it, what do you call that? Grace. Grace is receiving what you don't deserve, God's love. Mercy is not receiving what you do deserve, which is strict punishment, death even. Weren't these people worthy of death? They had a mediator named Moses who prayed like crazy. Forty days and forty nights he'd fall on his face. I mean, these people, I mean, days after they have been saved from a fate worse than death, Moses goes up to Mount Sinai, and these guys are down here, what, committing idolatry. Building a gold calf. Just freaking out. I don't know how much patience the Lord has, but apparently it's a lot. But don't try his patience. Don't try his patience. It's a, it's a cool land. I mean, even the dirt clods are iron. What's he saying? He's saying all you got to do is bend down, pick up a, a rock, and you can shape it into plowshares. You can shape it into a tool. You can shape it into whatever you want. There's copper in the hills. You want dishes? You want forks? There's copper. You make what you want. There's everything there. He has supplied our life in the same manner. In the same manner. God's Word says, and it's a promise, that all those who are in Christ... Our new creation, everything else has passed away. We're given new opportunities, and God gives us all this stuff. He gives us all this stuff. Isn't it amazing? Bangos, isn't it amazing? I don't think Robert heard me. It's just Amazing. Wow. When you have eaten and are all and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good language He has given you. This is where problems can begin. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping His His commandments, His judgments, and His statutes, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. And when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your father did not know, and he might humble you, and that he might test you to do you good in the end. Then you say in your heart, my power and might of my hand gained me this wealth. Could you imagine having received all those things from God and having the gall to think that I had something to do with it? Thinking, I'm special. No, all you had to do is read the prior chapter, And he tells them, you weren't special. Of all the nations in the world, you were the smallest. But I loved you. What was the reason? I loved you. That's it. That's the only reason you have these things. That's the only reason we have these things. We're we're not here to pat ourselves on the back and say, wow, I deserve this. No way. There should be a party in our our heart all the time because we know we don't deserve this and we're just enjoying it. We're receiving what we don't deserve. God's love and grace, they're amazing things. It's just totally amazing. That's the dangerous part. We come to a point in our life where, oh man, we've got everything. I've got the the house and the barn and the silo full of grain. I've got acres and acres and acres and all the cattle in the world. That's what they said. We don't say that right now, right? We say we got the BMW in the driveway, got the 42-inch plasma on the wall. Things are cool. You know what? None of that is of your doing. None of that is of our doing. The Lord gives us everything. He puts breath in our lungs, a beat in our heart, and blood in our veins. None of us are good. I'm sorry, I like a lot of you, but none of us are good. God is good. God is good. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power. Who? He. God gives us the power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to our fathers as it is this day. Then it shall be, if you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. As a nation which the Lord destroys before you, so you shall perish, because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God be careful of getting to that point in your life where you think you've got it made where everything you have is because of because of what you've done could you imagine thinking you have the right to come home sit in your easy chair have your wife fan you with a large fan have your kids feed you grapes and say man this is mine cuz I earned it you know what man <laughs> you're off You're off. You know what happens when we get fat and lazy? We get bored. We start searching for other things. We do. I mean, we start searching for things that are unholy. We search for other gods. Because we haven't learned to appreciate the real God. We're not in communion with the real God. We don't understand that our lives are because of him, because of his compassion. We need to search him out all the time because he's good all the time. We need to ask for forgiveness all the time. We need to understand there's nothing in us that is deserving of his love. That's the beautiful cause. I mean, that's just the beautiful thing of it. I mean, if we stop and think just a little bit about it, I mean, I dare you not to get up and dance a jig and, and just be so crazy in love with God. I mean, the way that little puppy was with me. I fed it once. And it was faithful to me until it died. The Lord is faithful with us. He just blesses our socks off. I'm telling you, you guys have some beautiful families. You kids have some beautiful parents. Thank God for them. Thank God for them. They're not a burden. They're a blessing. Walking with God, I'll agree it's tough. But it's the biggest privilege in the world. We need to depend on him. The way I've been depending on what he's telling me to say today, because I I, I was telling Pastor Manny, I don't know what to say, Pastor. I just, I read and I read and I read and I go, Lord, help me. And I just praise him for, for his goodness, his compassion. Man, we all have a story to tell, each one of us here. But the biggest thing we need to do today is what it says right here. Remember the Lord your God, always, always. Pretty short, but I think that's what the Lord had for us today. Amen? Dear Father, we thank you for your grace, Father, and your your glory, Father. We want to give you the glory and worship your name, Father, and lift you up, Father, because you are so great. You are so precious. Your power, Father, and, and your compassion and your love are just awesome things, Father. And, and we give you the glory. We give you the glory, Father. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.